You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. And now drops it, Kane shoots, trickling puck, Nordstrom reaches out with his left leg and kicks it away from Lynette. That was going in. In tight, Huberto trying to go back into forehand, they score. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. TGIF, am I right? Yeah, bro, am I right? Give me that happy hour specials. <sighs> uh, it's deadline day. Yeah. Sweet. Which is fun. Great. Outstanding. But the Calgary Flames lost to the Leafs last night, 2-1 to one down at the Dome. Boy, did they ever... Four straight losses for the Calgary Flames. <sighs> yep. You want when he wants when he want to taste a good hard dose of reality that I looked up this morning. <laughs> God, are I think, you? I think ooh, Alex, <laughs> we're, we're Alex starting to our, get there. Alex is our Swiss Army knife of the show. He's in the producer's chair today. Patrick's hosting a show today. He which is. we're really happy for. Right after us. And uh, GVP is in the uh, operator's chair this morning. Are you guys ready for some facts this morning <laughs> that maybe won't, aren't maybe the most positive? Yeah, bring it on. Okay. Alex, are you ready or no? Absolutely. Okay. It didn't matter. I was going to say it anyway. So. Okay. Lay it on me, bud. Last year, the Nashville Predators were the second wild card in the Western Conference. Uh huh. They had 97 points. It took 97 points to be the second wild card in the West last season. Mm-hmm. That means the Flames need 30 points in their last 20 games. It's only 15 and five, George. It's not that bad. Yeah. Or it's or it's, it's or not it's that impossible. 14, four and two. You know, it's, it's not. Not that bad. Yeah. As I try and really look at this thing, glass half full, trying to find the right angle. The glass looks quite empty, but we're trying to look at it like it's half full. Derek Will is going to join us to wrap up the show. Uh huh. You think he can find a positive in that? In that, what you just laid out? Yeah. No. Okay. No one should be able to find a positive in that. All right. That's a ridiculous clip to. Mm-hmm. I think he goes to play Markstrom as the positive. That if Markstrom oh. plays like he did last night, maybe they can do that. Yeah, like, listen, maybe. The math doesn't sound good. No. That has never been a question. No. And to have two pretty good efforts against two very good teams and come home with one point, you're just kind of like, yeah, that's that's how the season's gone. Yep. Markstrom was good, though. Yeah, he was. Um, we got a busy, busy show. It's, of course, NHL trade deadline. The deadline is 1 p.m. So you're probably going to be at work. Have the radio station up all day. Ha- having the internet up. Waiting for the Calgary Flames to potentially do something. Because mm-hmm. they have yet to make a deal in the regular season. The only team in the National Hockey League who has yet to make a trade since they've dropped the puck on the 2022-2023 NHL season. Uh, Jason Bukala, former scout, uh, draft analyst for Sportsnet, he's going to join us at 7 o'clock. He's a part of the big 
soiree on Sportsnet today. I think they have 900 people on the broadcast. I saw the photo of it. Yep. On uh, Sportsnet PR. It looks like a page of a yearbook, the amount of people who are on it. You got the main desk with uh, Bieksa, Anson Carter, Jennifer yep. Botterill, okay. and uh, Paul Bizanet with David Amber. Okay. You got the uh, the tippy tapping on the phone boys, Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick. Yep. Uh, Sam Cosentino, Jason Bukla, and Mike Feud are going to be in the boardroom. Okay. I don't know what that means, but I th- there's a boardroom at in at the, at the mothership. Really. Well, it used we don't to, have any of those here. No, it was really lame. No, we do. I it's think. like this giant table that's like like an ice rink. Oh yeah, and yeah. We have one of those too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, really no, cool. it's not in the shape of an ice rink and painted that way, is it? Upstairs? We do have one like that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Where? On the second floor. Really? Oh, I'll show. How have you. I not seen this? I don't know. Uh, all right. The guys did uh, broadcasts in there last year. Oh no way! Road broadcast. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, then we got the player panel: Carolyn Cameron, Jamal Myers. Anthony Stewart, Colby Armstrong, Ryan Getzlaff, and uh, Justin Bourne. Also going to be doing some analytics. Wow. What time does that all start? <sighs> Great question. <laughs> Alex? Great uh, question. Oh. 7 a.m. Pacific, so that would be 8 a.m. Uh, our time here. Okay. I had, we'll to, get to, the, I had to get to the next tweet. Uh, we'll have it on. Um, Jeff Merrick, who's a part of that, is one of the insiders. He's joining us at 7.30. He's going to check in with us before the broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, a quick little hello. Yeah. He's able to carve out 10 minutes. I'm excited just to be like, hey, quickly, t- empty your phone. Yeah. Go, Tell go, us go, everything. go. Uh, Brett Cron at 8 o'clock will join us. Mm-hmm. Get his perspective on the trade deadline. And then uh, the voice of the Flames, Derek Wills, going to join us at 830. We're also giving a pair of tickets away to Cowboys Wing Off, the fifth annual which goes down Thursday at Cowboys. Two tickets to that. Very simple today. Very, very simple. What will be the headline for the Flames after the 1 p.m. deadline? What will be the headline for the Flames after the 1 p.m. deadline? 960, 960, name and location. We'll pick the best text. Boom. Win two tickets to the wing off. And don't forget, next week, all next week, apparently, maybe I should make... Like, it was on the email, right, Alex? We're giving away KISS tickets all next week? Yep. Can confirm. Okay. Uh, tickets to KISS. <laughs> Can confirm. Yeah. Um, and at, where Alex is going to get a KISS Army tattoo live in studio. It's nice. going to be really fun next yeah. week. Yeah. We're going to tattoo his tongue. Yeah, be awesome. <laughs> or just cut the bottom of his tongue like Gene Simmons. That way you can really get it out there. Yeah. 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 Show me Rock some Alex music. Brody. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Flames lose 2-1 to the Leafs last night. Mm-hmm. Um, my God, was Mitch Marner all over the ice. Yeah. He was electric. It was last wild night. because they felt like everything that landed on Austin Matthews stick in a good spot just rolled off the end of his blade. Yeah. But then Mitch Marner was absolutely dancing. And every time I looked up, it was out there against the fourth line again, hey? Yeah, but... Okay, going eleven and seven. Matthews that. played a lot yesterday. Yeah, and too. I saw that on Twitter last night uh, too. Oh, why is the fourth line playing? Well, it was situational. Like the one time the Matthews Marner line came out right after a Flames power play, so he always puts out his fourth line. And there were a couple of ice scenes that Daryl alluded to in the yeah, post that he couldn't get his fourth line off. Mm-hmm. So I think it only maybe happened once for like half a shift in the third period because I because I watched the game on the PVR on Sportsnet now after I played some ball hawk last night. 
Actually, we we lost 5-2, but mm. in the handshake line, a couple dudes are like, uh, going to listen to the show tomorrow. I'm like, hey, thanks. <laughs> they, I had no idea they knew I do a show on this radio station. I got called out in a line trying to get malt yesterday. Shout out to Neil, who I know is listening because oh, he's wow. a beauty and just recognized the voice. Oh, wow. And said, hey, I listen every morning, 6 a.m. Awesome. So shout out Neil. Yeah, thanks, Neil, for Although listening. He's wearing a lace jersey. Okay, well, uh, it can't be perfect. So, unfortunately, one of the guys who listens to our show, I accidentally elbowed him in the face Oh, behind the net. So much so, I heard his teeth chatter. Oh. <laughs> like, it was one of those. Yeah. It was a total accident because he had his head low. Clack. I didn't, yeah. I didn't like, fling my elbow Gordy Howe style. Yeah. <laughs> it was just an accident because we were both going for it, and my elbow hit him right in the, you didn't right in the jibs. The old, the old sneaky Kachuk elbow? Yeah, right in the jibs. It was totally... And even while I'm, like, stick handling and having possession of the ball, I go, hey, man, sorry about the elbow. And then I whipped a pass over that my winger missed on a one-timer but that's fine that's fine i that's just fine. Don't i worry. felt terrible and even after i'm like hey he's like oh no problem i'm gonna listen to the show tomorrow i'm like thanks well so i don't know what this gentleman's name is but he has beautiful long flowing hair wow so and he still has all of his teeth yes how's your elbow uh it's fine good okay. it's fine i was worried that's really the most important part of all of this my elbow is fine obviously um so Flames lose 2-1 last night to the Leafs. Yeah, the fourth line thing, I don't think that that's really much of a story, mm. to be honest with you, because it they was just situational. They just took advantage of a couple of opportunities. It was situational. And it just goes to show last night that the Flames don't have a Mitch Marner type player. Because he was all over the ice. He was dynamic. And Markstrom shut the door on Mitch Marner time in, time out last night. And we did a crossover with Toronto yesterday. And uh, they asked you about Kadri goal, which was clearly offside, but felt like took the sails out of the entire game because that would have been such an enormous power play goal to put the Flames up 2-1. to one, But it was clearly offside, and Kadri was clearly offside. Even When you said Yarncroke doesn't score at the <laughs> Dome, and doesn't he score the winner yesterday, I blame you for throwing the bad juju on the uh, on the Calgary Flames. Sorry, watched it all last year. Yeah. Did not score at the Saddle Dome. Yeah. And he did last night. Of course he did. On a goal that absolutely should have counted. Uh, of course it should have. Should have never gotten to that point. Yeah. It was a egregious breakdown across yeah. the board. Yeah. But and Markstrom stones <sighs> Riley on a clear-cut breakaway. And then Yarncrow comes in and like just jams it in. It looked because like everyone's his, meandering back to the net. Yeah. It looked like his Maybe, stick oh, was jammed his glove a little bit. But that's the way she goes, though. It was a yeah. it was a toe drag, and he flipped it in. It was yeah. in the net before the net came off. Markstrom was just unreal last night. He was dialed. He was dialed in that first night. save that he made before the Flames even went up. Yeah. It was the the one timer that I want to say it was off Matthews, maybe. Yeah, and it was down in the left dot. Yep, and he went left to right, and he snagged it between his arm and his body, and like. I was sitting in the crowd. Shout out to Craig who threw me a couple tickets yesterday. A lot of Leafs fans. They all thought that was in the back of the net. Mm. Oh, so oh, so you sat in the crowd like a with, with the common folk yesterday. Yeah, I got a text as I woke up from my nap. Hey, you want tickets to the Leafs game tonight? So I brought the better half. Look at you. She was taken aback. Needless to say, her uh, first Flames Leafs game at the Dome. About how many Leafs fans were there? Yeah, it was la- like and watching frankly, it on television. How some of them behaved, but that's well, yeah. 
that's for another Listen, day. This is for somebody who's witnessed a Friday night game between the Leafs and the Sabres in, in Buffalo. Vile. The free-for-all. There was a lot of dark guy. Yeah. You remember Dark Guy? Yeah, he quit smoking and whatever. Like he's... There was a lot of dudes You know they gave that like guy dark... a radio show yeah, in no, Toronto? I'm very aware they gave him a radio show. Man, it was not good. They... <laughs> Prime example of... Surprising, actually. <laughs> oh my goodness, you didn't go to school for it, hey? <laughs> Couldn't it's have told. Like, like, Couldn't again, have told it's not like our show is so sterling, but I'm just saying. At but least there it's was a lot, lot more put together of... than the Dark Guy show was. But you remember what Dark Guy looked like? Yes! There's a lot of dudes who looked like that and were very excited about their Leafs. Yeah, because even listening, uh, watching on television, the roars from the Leaf fans when the no goal was called was oh, yeah. very loud. And you were there in the stands. How many beers did you have? Zero. Not drinking in March. Really? Really, really. Since what, what, this is news to me. I just decided like two weeks ago. You're going to be dry March? Yeah. Oh, wow. February has too many things in it. Yeah, the, Super Bowl, mainly the Super Bowl, Valentine's Day, a whole President's bunch of Fridays, Day. Family Day. Yeah, uh, March. I looked at it and said, "This is pretty much clear." Well, there's there's Turns, the biggest drinking holiday of the year. It's in March. Yeah, but I I am like I really don't give a crap about St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Um, it's negative for no reason, but okay. No, it's not negative. I just don't care. Okay. I don't need a reason to drink when okay. I drink every weekend. Yeah. Understand? All right. Like, so, what yeah. about problems? Is your problems a reason to drink? <laughs> got lots of problems. <laughs> I got issues. I got issues, George. All right. So, uh, Flames But yeah, it was yeah. weird in there, and Markstrom was great. He was great last night. And uh, Leafs fans, the... when they're confident, they're just my least favorite. Oh, yeah. They're just, uh, oh, believe me, goodness. I, oh, I know. I know. Um, the Flames only mustered five shots in a must-have third period last night. And I thought the Leafs did a great job of smothering the neutral zone, especially in that third period. The Flames got nothing going. And Huberto was just trying too hard last night. He was just flying, like, just making some dumb plays and passes, I thought, last night in a couple instances. The one pass he threw to Uyghur was so hard. I'm like, just <laughs> dial it back a little bit, Johnny. <laughs> Who could accept that pass? Like, he basically gave him a slap shot pass from, like, six feet away, and it flew off Uyghur's stick. Um, I thought the backland line was unreal last night, as they usually are. I thought they were great. Um, the Coleman breakaway was fantastic. What a finish. What a fake. I love the real like lean into it leg kick. Oh yeah, it was great. Oh yeah. Sign me up for that. And let's not forget the huge save that Markstrom made on the Nylander breakaway as the second period was winding down, which could have been a killer. But I think the funniest moment of the night was when Rasmus Anderson rang the post and clearly <laughs> beat Joseph Wall. And then Blake Coleman had the premature celebration. Did I, you see that? I didn't notice the premature celebration. He from was the crowd. like, no, he did that. He was, fired he was up. pumping his fist and he did the premature celebration. We've all been there. Oh, yeah. I think it's the ultimate compliment to a teammate when you have a premature celebration because I'm so excited and I'm so excited for you to score a goal <laughs> that it happens sometimes. It happens to the best of us sometimes. It mm -hmm. still happens to a lot of us, that premature celebration. And it's unfortunate because Anderson beat him clean, and if that puck is maybe, what, half an inch inside, that goes in. And that could have been a game changer 
for the Flames. That's happened, what, 75 times this year? Yeah. In a team that's lost like you can, 25 one-goal games? That that loss against the Bruins on Tuesday night was very heartbreaking because they dominated the Bruins. Mm-hmm. Most shots in franchise history in a loss, and you'd say the, the Flames deserve better. The Flames deserve to lose that game last night. The Maple Leafs were the better team, and the only reason why they were in that game is Jacob Markstrom. So uh, to make up 30 points in the last 20 games of the season here, maybe that's the only positive thing you can look at, that if Markstrom plays like that the rest of the season, maybe they have a puncher's chance of getting in because the out-of-town scoreboard did not help the Calgary Flames last night. Seattle picked up another win. Now, after blowing a lead against the Red Wings, now they're seven points clear of the Flames. Maybe the Winnipeg Jets, who are five points up on the Flames, maybe they could fold down the stretch here. I don't anticipate the Flames catching the Oilers, who are seven points up on them. So Winnipeg and Seattle are the teams. Maybe all of a sudden Seattle, 74 points, uh, Edmonton in the first wild card spot. But maybe the Jets are the team you focus on. And Nashville, the team that's selling everything, is only a point behind the Flames with three games in hand. Three. I'm not too worried about Nashville. Okay. But, yeah, it's it's, it's about chasing down the teams in front of you at this point. Um, I think Nashville will probably start to drop off a little bit. I think that losing Michael Granlund is going to be a pretty big loss for that group, especially yep. without Ryan Johansson and... Everything else that they're currently dealing with. And Matias Ekholm going out the door. Like that Predators team. Um, you know, maybe they get a little bit of a boost with some youth into the lineup early on here. But we'll see how they end up going. Five points is not necessarily an easy gap to make up. It's like like Blake Coleman said after yesterday too. You know, It's not out of the realm of possibility that teams go on win streaks where they win. Five, six, seven straight games, that type of thing. But what indication, what has, what have you seen from the Calgary Flames that they can string five or six wins together? 57 shots against the Bruins. I don't feel like they were totally outplayed like you do against the Leafs yesterday. I thought it was a relatively even game. Yes, Jacob Markstrom was very good, but I don't think that was, that wasn't a, I just feel like the Flames were never really that dangerous in that game. Mm, I would, they had I, some nice chances, but nothing where Joseph Wall was really that tested. I would disagree. I thought the Blake Coleman and the Backlund line created a couple of different did, opportunities. But I thought that, but but that was per- pretty much it. Well, and the only group that was producing for the Leafs was the Marner group. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They were dancing everywhere, and they Mar- played yeah, very no, well. Marner was far and away the best player on the ice last night, and it wasn't even close. Yeah. Markstrom was the best player for the Flames, yes. and it wasn't particularly close. No, it wasn't. But I don't think that they were totally blown out of the water here, and he had a very good game against yeah. the Boston Bruins. Listen, like the thing is, if you're in the Flames, what do you do? That's what we're asking. What is the what, headline? We're going to find out what after will be, 1 o'clock. What but. will be the headline for the Flames after the 1 p.m. deadline? Your chance to win two tickets to the Cowboys' fifth annual wing-off, which goes down Thursday. What will be the headline for the Flames after the 1 p.m. deadline? 960-960, name and location. Got a text here to uh, learn how to skate, George. 
by swearing. No, I, I can skate. I just prefer to play ball hockey. There's nothing wrong with that. I think there's extremely something wrong with that. Well, because you don't like is, to run. Yeah. So, yeah, there's something wrong with yeah. that. Okay. Because running is no good. Yeah. It's really bad for your knees. Oh, sure. What do you mean, sure? Okay. I like, I like how you're saying, like, you're trying to, like, portray, like, the positives of running and the bad for your knees is, like, the bigger negative when running's actually good for you. I know it's bad for your joints if you run on concrete. But actually, getting your cardio up is actually good for your overall well-being, health. So well, it's there's okay lots of ways to do cardio that's not running. Sure, but running isn't as bad as you want to make it mm, portray. It's it no good, George. I've okay. heard. Okay. I've read a lot of medical journals that say Have running's you? not that good. The New England Medical Journal. Of uh, no, I don't like to do New England. I don't really trust their stuff. I oh. like to do a little bit more. Okay. I like to do um, non-mainstream medical journals. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Um, I was going to make a COVID thing, but I'm not going to. Not today. It's Friday. Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. So um, yeah, it's Friday. We'll give you lots of time because the Rose Report. We got to get to our guests on time today. Chop chop. <laughs> Jason Bukula, seven o'clock. Chop chop. Jeff Rose. Merrick at seven thirty. <laughs> we got we got tickets to give away. <laughs> GVP is here drinking milk. Alex Brody is you got milk today, bro. No, I'm not drinking milk. Today. Come on, bro. All right. Um, and again, the headline. What will be the headline for the Flames after the 1 p.m. deadline? 960, 960, name and location. And apologies to the long-haired gentleman who I made <laughs> his teeth chatter yesterday with an errant elbow. Uh, it's the big show, Russell and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. It's Friday. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Serving Southern Alberta and Calgary since 1992. They got you covered. For everything basementy at the top of the hour, um, we dive. We have a we have a whole host of guests today. We have a plethora of guests today, a bevy of guests today, a potpourri of hockey guests. Today. Yeah, hit them, keep going. The NHL trade deadline: Jason Bukala, mm. seven o'clock; Jeff Merrick, seven thirty; Brent Cron, eight o'clock; Derek Wills, eight thirty. And we're also giving you a chance to take uh, win some tickets to the fifth annual wing off down at Cowboys on Thursday. Just tell us, what will be the headline for the Flames after the 1 p.m. deadline? What will be the headline for the Flames after the 1 p.m. deadline? Flames lose 2-1 last night to the Maple Leafs. To break it all down, the Rose Report, and it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match, then beat Edding Competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Bloom. Ah, yeah. Thank you so much for taking some time on your Friday as we ride the train into the weekend. Flames and Leafs yesterday. Well, listen, that was... Mm, yeah, oh, we'll just leave it at that. Trade deadline, 3 o'clock today. Train me right now. So we're looking forward to that as well. We'll get into yesterday's action and everything else 
that the magical weekend will hold. Let's get after it. Flames and Leafs played at the Dome yesterday. No changes for Calgary's lineup. Jacob Markstrom got the start between the pipes. Leafs playing the second half of a back-to-back after they lost to McDavid and the Oilers the night prior. Seven defensemen and 11 forwards for Toronto as they had all their new pieces mixed in. Eric Gustafson, Luke Shen, Jake McCabe, Sam Lafferty, Noel Achari, Ryan O'Reilly. They were all out in the boot. Early penalty for the Flames. Too many fellas on the ice, but not all was lost. Shoots, scores! Blake Coleman rips the puck inside the near goal post and scores the Flames' seventh shorthanded goal of the season. Eric Gustafson can't handle the pass from Callie Yarncroak. Blake Coleman, little NHL 23 leg kick, backhand, forehand, no doubter on beauty. Joe Wall. Flames up 1-0 early on Coleman's 14th of the season. That was a beauty goal. And again, uh, Blake Coleman continues to be one of the better second half flames of this season, I would say. Maybe a bit of a slow He's start to the year. Very consistent in the second half. Yes, he has been. In that third line role. And uh I don't know why the Leafs would want to play Gustafson. <laughs> like, you don't like that guy very no, much. No, he sucks. Like I watched a lot of Gustafson in that run for the Habs and the to the Stanley Cup. He's a liability out there. Yeah, I know he's got a lot of offensive upside, and he was on the second power play unit there, but that's just a simple keep-in, and he totally he totally botched it. Pass is a bit of a rocket okay, from 19. It's, was it was it as hard as the Huberto pass to get to Uyghur in the it, third period? It was a bit of a laser beam. <laughs> which was absolutely like, I'm, I'm sure the, I'm surprised the puck wasn't on fire mm. when Huberto passed it to Uyghur, but that was a grade A finish from Blake Coleman, and you were there. How electric was that building when they scored the... Because there was a lot of... It's a weird building yeah, to be in. because there was a lot of blue in the stands yep. that I saw on television. Oh, yeah. And the Flames fans must have been screaming at the Leafs fans when Calgary went up one nothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're trying to wallow in it as best that you can. But at the same time, I think that there's a certain element of Flames fans that are like... Impending doom. Enjoy this while we can. Yeah. Don't go too hard because you yeah. might have to eat crow in a little bit. Right. Uh, not a whole lot going on for the rest of the first period. Played in the mud a little bit. Jacob Markstrom did have to make a couple of tough saves as the period went on. He looked really sharp in this one. The first tough stop he made going uh, left to right on the power play. Felt vintage Markstrom, so that was a promising sign in the first period. Continued into the second Made a really nice stop on Justin Hull, uh, Hall to start the second period. But shortly after that, it was Toronto getting on well, the board. Sorry, I just wanted to, uh, in the first period, yeah, too, yeah, yeah. was when uh, Anderson, oh, Hannafin, sorry, beats Wall clean, but couldn't beat the post. And then if you watched it on the broadcast, you didn't really notice it there. The premature celebration no. by Blake Coleman. I, he I was so happy. I did notice the crossbar. That's in my, uh, my very well- put together notes from yesterday what, like what that looks like that looks like you just wrote a to kill list down at the dome <laughs> last night <laughs> look at these like, who's writing is that that's why you know that looks like and have you ever seen the simpsons episode where homer goes no beer no tv makes homer go crazy <laughs> that's what that looks like on your phone right now because <laughs> i use the, the little oh, stylus oh, yeah, your stylus i pen. use the stylus pen to write yeah. my notes in the crowd on the Good phone Lord, your handwriting <laughs> Maybe we'll tweet. Like, out were you a- writing like Leaf fans' names and numbers <laughs> down to kill after the game? Because yeah. that's what that looks like. Just addresses, names. Section twenty-eight F. 
No, um, no, no. Anyway, yeah, in the yeah, freezer. that no. shot by Hannafin, not Anderson, like I said earlier, was Hannafin. That goes in two nothing after one. Mm-hmm. But no, it didn't. Mm-hmm. Second period. Carter weaves his way in. Carter shoots and scores. What a goal by Mitch Martyr, who fires the puck through Jacob Markstrom. Yeah, uh, fourth line standing around a little bit. They get trapped out there against the Matthews group. Matthews had an outstanding opportunity just roll off his stick moments before that. Marner picks it up, couple quick moves, little shot, beats Jacob Markstrom with yeah. a little tricky shot down low, 7.36 into the second, 22nd goal of the season yeah, he for dang- Mitch Marner. He dangled Lucic. Yep. Like, he just stepped around him like he was a statue. Gio did it later on. And then uh, Anderson kind of misplayed him a little bit and mm-hmm. then went legs on Everyone Can't really fault him on that one. Just a great individual play by a great player. I, I would say the Leafs as a whole, man. Like, the way that they just moved around the offensive zone, everyone was trying to find their guy, and all of a sudden Mitch Marner see, is just wide open in the you slot. You see, Matty, I, I've always said for years that I believe he's the Leafs' most important player. Yeah. And now I can safely say he's their best player. Oh, Even man, though is. Austin Matthews is the reigning Hart Trophy winner, mm-hmm. notice how his production has dipped not playing with Marner for the whole season. And this isn't a slight on Austin Matthews because he's an excellent player, one of the premier goal scorers in the NHL. But it does matter when he's not playing with Marner. And when he plays with Marner, he's a different player because Marner is the engine of that team everyone hates in this city. Uh, he's And you saw it last play. night. Yeah, man, he was great. He was outstanding. Moments later, Marner would take a high-sticking penalty. The Flames looked to score, but they were like a foot offside well before the goal went in. <sighs> Shot by yeah. Nazem Kadri. How does the linesman miss that, though? That was I, way offside. I knew that from, the, from like, my spot in the crowd. You were like, that was that it was wasn't egregious. Even, Kadri was like a good three feet offside. Like the, How did they miss that? The one thing is there was like four or five guys all kind of at the line at once. So yeah, I'm willing to give the, the right hand side. Yeah, I'm willing to give the ref a little bit of credit because he was on the other side of the ice and maybe. Yeah. And I think that they are instructed if it's if you're like, ah, I don't know, let the play go because you would rather let the play go and not take away a scoring chance because you missed you messed up your call. Rather than, you know, it goes to a challenge and, and yeah. you just get it taken off the board. Sure. I don't think linesmen are that That's very soccer proud. of them uh, to leave the flag down uh, yeah, in the offside exactly, in case right? there's a goal that gets scored. But it's funny how Rick and Kelly were like, oh, that's really close. And then they noticed that Kadri was like three feet offside in the middle of the ice. Yeah. And it wasn't even close. No. And even on the broadcast, listening on the way back from ball hockey last night, hearing... Um, Lou go, yeah, that that's not going to count. <laughs> that's not going to count. Pat's like, yeah, that thing was way offside. Yeah, it wasn't even and, close. And, I, and it felt like after that, uh, the wind and the sails just went away for the Calgary Flames. There was a little bit of a lull for sure. The Flames did have a couple more chances. The period went on, but the Leafs had the better of the Markstrom continued to stand tall. Dubé leaves it right point for Tanev. And now it comes free Lafferty. Slaps it ahead. Nylander out of break. He's stopped by Markstrom. A sensational Left pad save. The Dubé turnover leads to a Nylander breakaway. Jacob Markstrom shuts the door all tied up at the end of the second period. That was an enormous save. He had Clear a cut breakaway from center ice. To the leading goal scorer for your Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. That was not Cal Yarncroke. That no. was William Nylander. Right. Stopped him. 
right in his tracks. But then in the third period, the Leafs attacked in transition early on in the frame. Walks in, shoots, and is stopped by Markstrom. Loose puck, and the net gets knocked off its moorings. But the goal light goes on. I don't think that puck ever went in. Mm, no, it did. Yeah, it did. Definitely did. Unfortunately, um, I didn't love how Zadorov played it. Uh, Riley beats Huberto back to the net. Mm. I didn't love how anybody returned to the net to try and help with the rebound. Yarncroak's able to do the toe drag and then knock it past Markstrom. That's a tough one. That's the game winner at 220, 13th goal of the season for Callie Yarncroak. And, and that was something that uh, Daryl was looking at on the bench to potentially challenge if maybe his stick was in Markstrom's glove. But no, you, you can't challenge that. That was a goal. And you feel for Markstrom on that play. He stones Riley on a breakaway. And then that's up to the Flames to, to, to beat the Leafs to the puck here to clear the rebound. They didn't. And the guy who you said yesterday on the crossover with Toronto never scores at the Dome. Fittingly scores the game winner at the Dome. Sure did. I think that one's sure on you, did. Matty Rose. Um, I guess. It's okay. It's okay to wear it sometimes. I, I can wear that. Um, Listen, he did not score very much last year. So. No, he didn't. I was I was very confident making that yeah. bet. I made my bed. I slept in it. Blake Coleman after the game thought this was pretty fitting. You know, look at our overtime losses. Look at our one goal games. We just, for whatever reason, haven't matured as a group yet and found ways to win those games. You know, it's not unheard of to go win six, seven games in a row. It happens all the time in this league. Um, you got to have guys that believe in in themselves and, and in each other. Next game Saturday, Minnesota Wild. Yeah. I, I gave you the numbers off the beginning of the show. Last year, the Nashville Predators were the second wildcard team in the Western Conference. 97 points. The Flames need 30 points in their final 20 games to hit that mark. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of wins that they have to rack up here. What, go 15-5, and five essentially? Pretty much. Maybe... Get some of those and, overtime victories. And, and they talked about it last night in the broadcast. Uh, Flames have one of the easiest schedules to wrap up the season. Mm -hmm. but we've Especially seen after them, these two games. Yeah, we've seen them um, play down to their competition. Exactly. And Kadri, by the way, had that great chance that he hits Justin Hall in front. Yeah. That could have tied up the game. But other than that, I thought the Flames had no extended pressure in the third period whatsoever. In a period that you need to have to at least tie that game, they muster five shots on goal. Toronto plays a pretty smothering game when they get control of the puck. They're very content to just hang out in their own zone, not force the play up the ice, and then And there was no puck snuff support, it, out. it felt like, in the third period for the Flames. It was just a frustrating game, losing 2-1 to the Leafs. Sure was. Uh, let's get into the trades from yesterday. Anybody else? One of them broke during our show yesterday. Tyler Bertuzzi goes to Boston for a 2024 top 10 protected first round pick and a fourth round pick in 2025. The Bruins put Taylor Hall on LTIR to make the money work. Might have some more flexibility with the injury to Nick Foligno too, which does keep the Bruins interesting today. The Coyotes acquired Jakub Voracek's contract in the sixth round pick for former Flames netminder John Gillies. Important as Arizona tries to get to the cap floor next year, as it does look like Voracek's playing days are over due to concussions. The Golden Knights do get Jonathan Quick from the Blue Jackets. Half of his salary retained as well. All it cost was Michael Hutchison in a seventh round pick as Columbus wanted to do right by Jonathan Quick. 
Um, so somehow the Vegas Golden Knights get him at a ridiculous bargain again. Outstanding work, Columbus. The Blackhawks got Anders Bjork for future considerations. Big the trade. Oilers got Nick Bjugstad and half of his salary retained for a third-round pick and prospect Mike Kesselring. Max Domi went from the Hawks to the Stars to join that talented group. Chicago gets a second-round pick in Anton Hudobin's contract to make that money work. And Nick Bonino is heading from San Jose back to Pittsburgh, although I don't believe we know what the return is on that one just yet. It's probably not going to be much. Uh, real quick, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets Twitter account had some fun, and they had yeah. Jonathan Quick, and it had a big thanks, in, and then they photoshopped Columbus jersey. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Like at least at least a team that means so little to the fan base <laughs> and even in Columbus and the entire NHL, who's arguably the least consequential franchise in the league. But good for them for making fun of themselves and the Jonathan Quick thing. I liked it. At least that was sort of clever. Yeah. We need more of that in the league. Didn't hate it. That was for sure. Yeah. Like the Coyotes had a good one with um Patrick Kane after they retained his salary. I don't know if you saw the Instagram post. Oh, I didn't see that one. But it was like Thank you, Patrick Kane, for your time here. And they even like did the Photoshop of him in the Coyotes jersey, but you could tell that maybe didn't get the same attention to detail as right. it usually would if you were keeping the player. Yeah, I, I also like the fact that 57% of their payroll is in dead cap, oh. dead money that will never play for the team. That's good for the league, right? They need a goalie for no, that. No, no, that's good for the league, they right? Need a goalie to have a team for like that, that? Uh, they need a that goalie doesn't even the... play in like an NHL arena? It's awesome. No, it's good for the league. Yeah, and you know what? Let's hope Connor Bedard goes and plays in front of two thousand people every night in Arizona. But he's going to make a difference there. I, uh, I, I. Uh... Yeah, they're going to win the lottery. You watch, and he's going to have to play in that ridiculous joke of a barn for that <laughs> ridiculous joke of a franchise. I wish they could. I, I really. I talked about this yesterday. I really wish they could condense the NHL and just kick out a lot of these franchises. I know. I really do. Yeah, I know you do. Anyway, Other games yesterday, Minnesota Wild forward Kirill Kaprizov scored 44 seconds into the game, scored another later for his 18th multi-goal game. That's tied with Eric Stahl and Miko Koivu for the third most in Wild franchise history. 2-1, the Wild beat the Canucks. Canadiens and Kings played their first game without Jonathan Quick. Anze Kopitar scored again, ninth goal since February 1st for the Kings captain as they won 3-2. Senators with a third straight win. Jacob Chikrin in the lineup. They hand the Rangers a 5-3 loss. Predators over the Panthers, 2-1. That's no good for the Flames' playoff picture. Kraken with a win in overtime over the Red Wings. That's also no good for the Flames. Stars beat the Blackhawks 5-2. Elsewhere, the Sabres, uh, the, pardon me, the Sabres got smoked Ooh. by the Boston Bruins. 7-1 was the final score there. The Penguins beat the Lightning 5-4 in overtime. And the Blues doubled up the Sharks. 6-3 the final score there. Five games tonight. Kraken and Blue Jackets. Go at 5. Jets and Oilers go at 7. 7.30, you get the Hurricanes and the Coyotes. 8 o'clock, the Canadiens and the Ducks. The Devils go against the Golden Knights. That one also an 8 o'clock puck drop down in Vegas. Jays and Pirates played to a 2-2 tie yesterday. Alec Manoa made his Spring League debut. Big Puma. Dib, dib, dib. I love those, I love those split squad games. Yeah. Really fun. Where you're like, wow, this is... Look at all these guys that I've never heard of and will never see again yeah, in my life. I love it. Uh, three hits against for Manoa. Two strikeouts. Walked in a run over one and two third innings. Kevin Kiermeyer had a couple of hits. 
They'll play against the Rays today, mm. 11.07. Kevin Gossman will make his spring debut. Nice. So we'll see how he handles the pitch clock. If there's any pitcher in the staff that I think is maybe the most intriguing with this, it's probably him. Well, it's not only the pitch clock, it's the lack of the shift now. And the box? Yeah, and the box, because like, he likes to... Vladdy walked in on a box yesterday. Mm-hmm. He'll adjust. Oh, yeah, he'll be fine. The rotation looks good, it, and Tiedemann looks filthy. And he's getting to a point now where maybe they have to put that guy into the fifth spot instead of evil Kikuchi with his beard, Bizarro Kikuchi. Bizarro Kikuchi. But Tiedemann looks like he's the real deal. Yeah, he does look very good. Uh, the Raptors were in action yesterday. Did you know this? Uh, they were taking on the, the Washington Wizards, which we... Uh, They'll always be the bullets in my mind. Will they? They'll always be. Yeah, Great. always the bullets. All right. Uh, are you are you ready? Can you break this one down for us? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Okay, ready? Here we go. Yeah, Wizards uh, beat up on the Raptors 119 119- <laughs> 108 yesterday. Raptors <laughs> with another loss. Kyle Kuzma scored the game's first 10 points Kuzma. and finished with 30 as he paced the Wizards to the win. Uh, Wiz have won two straight as the Raptors losing a key uh, loss as they try to get into a more firmer playoff position. Positive. OG and Anobi scored 26. Yaka Pirtle 23 and 13 boards for the Raptors, mm. who had won five of their previous six. And eight of their last 10. Look at them. They're so great. But they're 31 and 33 on the season. Uh, one game on the weekend. They'll play the Wizards Saturday at 3 o'clock. Always a, be the Bullets. A rematch. Okay. Uh, it's Arnold Palmer Invitational. It's the final tune-up before the players at Sawgrass. No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! We're having fun, George. Do you know who's having fun? John Rom. Seven under in his opening round. He's having a ridiculous start to his year. Two-stroke lead on the field. Your Canadians, Nick Taylor, the top Canadian. He's three under. He's got a 12.56 tee off today. Adam Svensson is even. Same with Corey Connors. Matt Hughes, two over. Tough opening rounds for Taylor Pendrith and Adam Hadwin, who are both down near the bottom at five over after their first round. Brooke Henderson was one under in her second round, so she's plus five. Uh, Not great results over in Singapore for her at the HSBC Women's Championship. Real quick, the the Bay Hills playing tough, and yeah. John Rahm goes out there and po- posts another big number. John Rahm is on such an incredible heater here. I don't know how he's not the favorite to win the players next week, and maybe we're we're looking a month into the future when we then they teed up at Augusta National for the Masters. He is on such an incredible heater, and he struggled last year during the Florida swing. He was on fire when they were playing in California, but then he struggled in Florida. I think he kind of wants to make amends for those struggles in Florida last year. Well, he's typically been a guy who starts off hot on the tour and really starts to fade as the season goes on. But but this year, looks... like the fade is usually started by now. Yeah. And it's certainly not there yet. Like I was seeing from one of the reporters too, and they're, they were saying like, you look at Spieth. And that's a guy who he can do everything, but the putting is a little bit shaky. But if he can get that in line, look out for this guy the rest of the tour. There's nothing like that with Rom. You're not like, man, if he can just hit the fairway, if he can get his irons right, if he can get the putter going, it's all working for him right now. Seven under in his opening round. Ridiculous. Uh, Some local notes for you as well. The Wranglers are in Colorado for a couple games against the Eagles this weekend. Both those games are going to go at 7 o'clock. 
Uh, they play Friday and Saturday, I believe. Give me one second here. Yep, they play tonight and they play Saturday night. 7 o'clock starts as they take on the Colorado Avalanches affiliate. Uh, the Wranglers do have a three-point cushion on first place in that Pacific Division. You want to stay in first to get a bye in the first round. If you hold it, the Eagles sit fourth in that division. The Calgary Hitmen find themselves in a, a situation that is perhaps much more dire. They take on the Swift Current Broncos Sunday. It's 2 o'clock start. Sunday fun day, so food and drink specials all game long. All of your pregame warm-up going at 1 o'clock as well. This one is about as must-win as it gets for the Hitmen. They are a point back of the Broncos for the final Eastern Conference playoff spot with 10 games to play. The Broncos play in Edmonton Saturday, so chances are the point gap will be up to three points by puck drop on Sunday. little short today, George, but that's it. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, and the Rose Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. Um, for service, if you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. It's not like I haven't read this thing before. Uh, they'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Twice a day. Yeah. Lock it in. Every day. Uh, thank you, MotorWorks, for your continued support of the Rose Report. We love you, and we love the Rose Report. Um, we're still taking I your text messages. getting my BMW fixed. Yeah. We want, to, uh, we want to give away a pair of tickets to the Cowboys' fifth annual wing-off, which goes down Thursday. What will be the headline for the Flames after the 1 p.m. trade deadline? What will be the headline for the Flames after the 1 p.m. trade deadline? Saw a text, too, out there. Um, does Milan Lucic potentially go back to Boston? Like, what What are you getting for Milan Lucic? You have to retain half his salary. What are you getting for him? Nothing. Like, what, a sixth-round pick? Here's the thing. If, like... If you're getting the guy who last year had scored, you know, didn't he get up into double-digit goals last yeah. year? That type of thing. Like, he he hasn't been playing well lately. Yeah. He needed, like, a really good month leading into the playoffs. And then maybe someone might have taken a run on him. But, no. Because if, if you look at... He's got a no-trade, too, doesn't it, he? If you look at... Um, if you look at something... He would he would wave to go to Boston. I'm sure he would. Yeah, of course. Um, if you're looking at some of the players that... Uh, would be very, very interesting and intriguing to other teams. Uh, Michael Backlund is one. They're not trading Michael Backlund. No. He's I a heart and so. soul guy of the Calgary Flames. You're definitely not tra- uh, trading Elias Lindholm. You can't trade Elias Lindholm. He's your number one center. And he is at $4.85 million. If they wanted to trade Elias Lindholm, they could get a King's Ransom from Elias Lindholm, but they're not going to do that. And they shouldn't do that because they need to keep Elias Lindholm here long term. He's 28 years old. I agree. Like the thing for me with the Flames and <laughs> Tyler Toffoli to me is interesting. That's an interesting one for sure. 25 goals. He's yeah. 30 years old. He's got a $4.25 million cap hit for next season. No trade protection. You could get a lot for Tyler Toffoli if you traded him today. And you could also get a lot for Noah Hannafin <laughs> if you traded him today. At 4.95. Here's the thing. Like, when Daryl Sutter... Those are two players, potentially, that if something crazy happens today in Calgary, those would be the two guys, maybe. And even Tanev. But there's no way you can trade Tanev. He's another heart and soul guy, the Calgary Flames. Yeah, here's how I'm looking... But he he would fetch a ton on the trade market because the prices right now are insane. You have, like, 30 seconds. Go ahead. I just think that... It's not going to be... These are things that you would have to do ahead of time. 
This is a team that you had about 20 games with Daryl Sutter two seasons ago at the end of the year. Didn't go great. It was like medium. Yeah. And then they came back and they had an outstanding year. You had all the change. Maybe took a little bit longer. Or starting to see some things in the back half of the year where the team is actually playing cohesive and as a unit. They're playing better. They're still not getting the results. That's why I would just be, I wouldn't be looking to blow it up right away. But just just hammering home my point, the prices are so high right now, and this draft is so deep. But if you're trading those guys, you're trading to a contender, which wouldn't be a high first-round pick anyway. Yeah, you're getting into the 20 yeah. to 32 It's not mark. like the Columbus Blue Jackets are looking to acquire <laughs> Tyler Toffoli for a first-round pick. No. no. That's not going to happen. It's not even like the Nashville Predators are. Exactly. Right? Like, it's... What are we talking about here is the type of thing. Now, granted... Is this an organization that could use uh, another couple of first-round picks in the org? Yes, mm. 100%, especially on the blue line. Like, the prospect pool on the blue line is not overly and, deep. And that's something I want to ask our guests, like a recurring theme this morning. If the Flames were to part with a Hannafin or a Toffoli today, like, what what would be that price out there on the market? Because I'm sure it would be steep. And I would be again. I'd be I'd be stunned if they traded Hanfin, they traded to Foley, or if they traded Tanev today. I would be, I'd be shocked to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But the prices are so high right now. That's something I want to ask our guests throughout the show. All right, straight ahead. Jason Bukala, Jeff Merrick at seven thirty, Brent Cron at eight, Derek Wills at eight thirty. We're also giving you a chance to win two tickets to the fifth annual Wing Off down at Cowboys. Give us the Flames headline after the one p.m. Deadline. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan.